Morning, team. Welcome along. Thank you to Bill. He's back with you tomorrow morning. Don't forget food and drink on Sunday as well. Love the idea of pigeon. Oh, we don't want to eat those horrible pigeons in Leicester Square and Trafalgar Square. Actually, strange enough, some years ago, there were some, I think they were Kosovan or something, people started going round nicking them. People started nicking them from the south. How brilliant. Take as many as you like. Ghastly revolting things. Only decent pigeon. Apart from wood pigeon, are the ones under the wheels of the car, which is quite nice. Uh, guess who's back with horses again, having been forbidden for either courts? The man who abused so many of them. And there he was at a horse fair the other day. Not pleasant, named after the news, which is next. Morning team. I got it. Chucked it down yesterday, didn't I? I was out there looking for two hanging baskets, so I'd, I'd tried a couple of garden centres, and by God, they looked crummy. They really did. The baskets looked like they were in desperate need of water, and they weren't very exciting. Because I've got two baskets of sweet peas, which I planted up, and we've had the sweet peas. Actually, I need your advice, because I'm not sure about this, because I'm not very good with sweet peas. But some of the flowers have turned to um, seed pods. So I've got a few flowers there, and then I've got these seed pods. If I take the seed pods off and open them up, they've got little green little balls in there. If I save those, can I grow those next year as sweet peas? Because I'm really not sure. I don't know where you get sweet pea seeds from. Is it from these pods? So there's bound to be somebody in a garden expert who knows about them. Anyway, so I've decided I was going to change them. So I went to a couple of garden centres, and to be honest with you, they weren't worth threepence, these. I mean, obviously somebody hadn't watered the blooming things. And as you know, hanging baskets in the heat we've had twice a day. Twice a day. So I then end up going to Sainsbury's, and just I get to Sainsbury's, the heaven... Sainsbury's, um, the DIY place. The heavens open. Oh, we ask Ken, he'll know about that, won't he? What's he do, sweet peas? Oh, right, well, he'll know them, won't he? Oh, it's his gardening tip, is it? What, sweet peas? Really? Oh. So I've had them in my basket, and they're lovely, but now all the flowers have gone. I'm just left with these pods, so I don't know whether to open them up. I'll do it later, I'm sure he'll, he'll hear and tell me. Yeah, you are not know that, Steve. And uh, you have loads of sweet peas. Because I've got loads of them. So that'll be really, really nice. Uh, I forgot where I got to. Oh, yes, yeah, so anyway, I get to Sainsbury's home base. And the heavens open like we're in the middle of a monsoon. And I'd seen two baskets I like, but I couldn't get anywhere near them because of the rain. So I'll have to go back today and get the baskets, you know. Actually, doesn't bother me too much. And somebody else told me something the other day. I need all these answers to questions today. Firstly, who are these idiots who are selling their tickets to Michael Jackson's memorial on eBay for thousands? Quite clearly not fans. Quite clearly. Because if you were a fan, you would want to go. I know there are some people in this country who've actually got tickets, but they can't go because they can't get flights. And uh, so they're not going to make it. To be honest with you, it's worth hanging on to the ticket, though. You didn't pay anything for them. I think they were all free in the ballot, so you, you get to see them and you can frame them up. That's quite nice. Nice thing to have. Not much point in selling, though, is there, really, if you're a real Michael Jackson fan. The other thing is, I spoke to somebody the other day who works for the post office, and we were talking about... I said, why are you on holiday? And he said, oh, you have to book it nearly a year in advance if you work for the post office. I bought a holiday. I said, well, how do you know what the weather's going to be like? I said, I don't know. You just have to, you have to book it in advance. Any postman listening at the moment? How far in advance do you need to book your holidays with the post office? I mean, here we need to give, I think it's a month's notice. Is it a month? Or is it something like, I don't know. I can't remember the last time I had a holiday, so I'm not particularly good at these things. Yeah, and, and Gary doesn't have holidays today because Amanda's off doing other things, Botox. And, um, and so I was sort of think, thinking, how, what shorter period of time do you need to give notice to book a holiday? Apparently in the post office it's months. So I need answers on all of these questions this morning. I know it's texting you a little bit. In fact, I'd like you to text me on it at six and a half minutes past. Slick links or what? Have you forgotten the coffee already? You're still faffing around with the screens. Because the coffee machine's working. We're a bit excited by this, but give it two minutes. It'll be off again. It, oh, that's right. Face the screens to me. 
It's all gone already wrong, is it? After yesterday, when we... Actually, the air conditioning is on, but it's not as cold as it could be. It's a, it's sort of slightly warm air conditioning. I don't mind warm air conditioning. Yesterday was terrible. Absolutely terrible. It really wasn't it. We all suffered quite badly. 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. Shaheen is going to sing for Michael Jackson, as Bill told you a short while ago. You remember Shaheen. This is the one who goes on the show and he starts singing a really naff song on, um, on this, uh, this, this uh, Britain's Got Talent. And Simon Cowell goes, stop, 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 because it's all contrived. Stop, 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 stop. Have you got another song you can sing? And, you know, luckily enough, oh, praise be to the Lord, he had another song. And the reason he had another song, and it turned out to be a Michael Jackson song, because he'd been touring with the Michael Jackson show for the past year. So, of course, he had the blasted song ready. Trouble is, the public are so gullible nowadays. Thank God there's programmes like this that tell you the truth. So, anyway, Shaheen, apparently, he's going to sing at the Michael Jackson Memorial. Really? What with all these people? Apparently Michael Jackson was a huge fan. Tell him anything. Tell him anything. You can say anything you like about Michael Jackson now. Makes no difference. Uh, Jamie Oliver's dyslexic. Explains a lot, doesn't it? People have been criticising him on Twitter for his bad spelling. Honestly, some of the spelling that we get here. Oh, blimey, I'll tell you. Somebody sent in bath, as in bath. I'm having a bath. B-A-R-T-H. Makes you wonder where these people went to school, doesn't it? It really is a bit worrying. Peter Andre is facing three months without sex after vowing to remain celibate uh, until his divorce from Jordan is finalised. That'll make it about about two years that you've been celibate then, Pete. Because all this rubbish that you were talking about and she was talking about, oh, you know, great sex life, turned out you haven't been having sex for years. Years. And he has said 1,000% I'm not not doing uh, anything with Chantelle. She's become a good friend. Watch her, Pete. Watch her. Don't trust anybody unless they've got as much to lose as you. That advice came from Sue Pollard. And she said, don't ever trust anybody. They'll sell you down the river. They'll sell you down the river, these people. So just be very, very, very careful. Whatever you tell her, she'll store up and she'll use. So be very careful. Trust nobody. Me you should trust, but nobody else. He's going to appear on this morning on July the 16th. That's after Jordan's interview with Piers Morgan. Apparently, uh, Jordan is the celebrity most people want to see the back of, together with Cristiano Ronaldo and the revolting Kerry Katona. In fact, apparently, Piers Morgan's program has been getting deluged with hate from people saying, we don't want to see that slag on the television and all this kind of stuff. So she's obviously popular, as you can well imagine. Look at, I thought you were wearing braces for some reason. I don't know why. It's, just, it's the way you're wearing your hoodie this morning. Yes, I don't think we'll go there. It's, it's too early for both of us. I'm struggling with it at the moment. I don't know who's done these things with the microphones, but it looks like we're sort of we're doing <laughs> we look a video about cranes or something, doesn't it? I don't know why. Daddy's gone to live with the angels. That's what Michael Jackson's daughter Paris thinks. That's what you say, isn't it? You say they've gone to live with the angels and they're quite happy. I don't think the angels want many people, but uh, they're obviously going to take Michael Jackson. And they've probably got your parents and our parents. Uh, I don't think home base is part of Sainsbury's any longer. I couldn't really give a stuff, actually, either way. Wherever it was, I went there. (laughs) 84850. Steve at Here they are. Do you remember the uh, revolting, vile Jamie Gray and his vile family? Do you remember these are the ones who they had to go and rescue. The RSPCA cost them £800,000 to rescue all these horses that this vile family had mistreated. They hadn't... Oh, it was just too disgusting. A revolting, foul piece of, of human flesh, if ever there was one. Well, him, Jamie Gray, and his son, Jamie Jr., because they're really bright, were out the other day at a horse fair, having been banned from going anywhere near horses. 
revolting piece of work you are, Mr Gray, and your vile family. Disgusting people. Absolutely awful. They went from their farm, and in fact their son was seen riding a horse at this place. Disgusting pond life. Really are filth, aren't you? You really are. Prince William set for a, an overseas tour to Australia. Nice. It always sounds like a holiday, doesn't it? Always sounds like a holiday if you're going over there. It's, we're going to Australia. I'd love to go to Australia. I'd love to. It's the flight that kind of puts me off. It's 26 hours or something. And it just, just kind of seems... And you can do an overnight, but it does seem a lot. Uh, hopefully we'll have a, an answer to the sweet pea. Let the pods continue to grow a short while, then separate them, but don't take the seeds out of the pot until it dries out. Plant the seeds next year and have sweet peas, says Stephen in Beaconsfield. So, that's, so in other words, I can leave them a little while longer, cut the pom- pods off, keep them in a bag like I was keeping green beans or something, or peas in the pod, and then leave them until they dry out, and then plant the seed. Because I've got loads of these pods. Brilliant, isn't it? I've got to take them off, though, to put on more hanging baskets, because they've got to the straggly stage. But I love sweet, love sweet peas. They don't seem to last very long. Some people call the producer sweet pea, don't they? Don't they call you sweet pea. Bless his heart. He walked in this week. He's not good first thing in the morning. Not much good, actually. Lunchtime, but it takes him... I mean, fine by the afternoon. He's kind of warmed up a bit. But this morning, he started trying to have a conversation. It just, just went off at a tangent. It was, and he said, oh, not with it, not yet. I thought, you know, he's not with it. And he wanders in the studio. And you can tell what he's like at home. He, the alarm goes off. It probably takes him five minutes to find it. Throwing everything around the room. The cat, you know, <laughs> against the wall, trying to turn the thing off. And then eventually sort of finds his clothes on, out, sits in the car. And apparently the driver this morning was really fast. Because my driver was very fast this morning. Very speed. Because I just closed my... I opened the window. I've discovered, actually, one thing about certain cars. Because in my car, I have the air conditioning on. Or they call it air cooling which is a posh name for air conditioning. Either way, it's, it's freezing cold air. So I quite like that. And then uh, some cars I've had, if I get in a Mercedes and I open the back window a little bit, I get a lovely draft through. I mean, a really, really nice draft. It's really fantastic. Uh, the car I get in this morning, and I can't remember what it, it could have been a Prius or something like that, but I get in it, open the back window about pff, nine inches. Can't, I can't feel the draft at all. So they're obviously aer- aerodynamically designed. Not to get air in the back. It not annoy me, because I do like, you know, feeling the wind. I'm a bit like Hugh Broom, you know, the wind rushing through your hair first thing in the morning. And, and I quite like that. So I get in here, my hair looks like, you know, dog's dinner. How do you look like Steve Allen? You know, jump in a puddle and drag yourself through a hedge backwards, and that's how you look like me in the morning. But I do like the air first thing in the morning. I can't bear stuffiness. And in here yesterday, it was very, very stuffy. Very, very stuffy. Do be careful on the, um, the swine flu. Everybody's now going around, have you got swine flu? I don't know. Do you think you've got swine flu? I don't know. You've got swine flu? You know, because I got a cough the other week, as you know, which I've still, <coughs> still got the end of, as if to emphasise the fact. Because I've got a chronic illness, so it means that I'm at high risk. People with asthma, high risk. Diabetes, high risk. Elderly people, High risk, young children, high risk. And I spoke to somebody the other day. There's a family in the paper today, and they're in quarantine. So they've got a thing around their house going quarantine. And I spoke to my bank manager, and her her cousin's partner has got this swine flu. So he's confined to the bedroom, and his partner is confined to the house. So nobody's going anywhere at the moment. And I was saying, I don't know, do I need to go to the to the doctors just for a cough or something like that? Answer is probably not. Probably not. Do you know, we've always said in this country, we've always complained about the lenient sentences. I mean lenient sentences. There's a guy here called Darren Forward. He's a killer. They were playing football, and uh, he walked up behind father of three, Stephen Ritchie, because they lost the game, 
and he felled him to the ground. Over a game of football. Over a game of football. Stephen Ritchie, 43, father of three, as I say, died. This uh, thug, Darren Forward, goes into court. Got to tell you, if it was a relative of yours, you'd be thinking horrible thoughts, I'm afraid. And, And what does he get? 28 months sentence for manslaughter. He could be out under a year. It's, it's just life is just like that, isn't it? So cheap. You feel like saying to the, these judges, do you know, if it was a member of your family, would you be as bloody lenient that time round? Answer, no, you wouldn't be. That's the idea of a severe sentence for the death of another person. It's just appalling and only in the United Kingdom. We'll tell you what it's like in the Yemen in a minute. 5.15. <laughs> These are the headlines. A ceremony to remember those who died in the July the 7th bombings will take place in London later on the fourth anniversary of the attacks. The Prime Minister, Prince Charles, and London Mayor Boris Johnson will join relatives of the victims in Hyde Park, where a new memorial's been built. Around 150 passengers and crew have fallen ill with a stomach bug on a cruise ship docked near Inverness. An elderly man who was already unwell had a fatal heart attack on board. At least 200 people have been staging a new protest in the capital of China's northwestern region of Xinjiang. They're demanding the release of more than 1,400 people after riots on Sunday. State media say 150 people were killed and hundreds injured. And Stevie Wonder and Mariah Carey are among the stars expected to appear at Michael Jackson's memorial service in L.A. later. The stars being buried in a private ceremony. Have a check on the roads for you this morning. It's Hugh Broom. Thank you very much, Steve. Good morning. If you're heading on LBC 97.3. Morning, everybody. And Nick Ferrari this morning on the fourth anniversary of the 7-7 bombings. Nick will speak to the editor of the Evening Standard about the mood in London and the sister of a lady killed at Tavistock Square about whether there should be a public inquiry into the attacks. Paper review this morning is Ken Livingston. And uh, they're going to be talking to various guests. Esther Hyman, who's, of course, is the one whose sister Miriam was killed at Tavistock Square. I've seen a picture of the memorial. It looks fantastic. It looks fantastic. But uh, a memorial never brings people back, does it? Never brings people back. All that and more. Oh, they're talking to Amanda Walker as well. Sky News' Russian correspondent. She'll be with Nick Ferrari this morning between 7 and 10. Actually, I wonder if it goes any colder in here, because I, I can't feel anything moving. I'm not supposed to... I'm, a bit pointless asking the producer. Can you feel anything? But I'm, yes, I'm not sure if we dare fiddle with it just in case. But it definitely, it definitely feels a bit humid in here. This one, you know, Nick likes it icy, icy cold. I wonder if we can get it down a bit. We'll, we'll have a look in a minute. I do feel sorry for. I, I'll tell you the story about the Yemen in a moment because it's Yemen uh, punishment meted out, and there'll be many of you probably thinking, "I wish we'd do it over here." This was a, a barber in the Yemen, and uh, he raped an 11-year-old boy and then cut his body up, and uh, they took him into custody. Finally, he then admitted it. It's, of course, the only penalty, death. They don't waste any time over there, and they do it publicly. I think he's the ninth person to be executed. So the papers, many of them, have done a a series of photographs, the man being led out, uh, then in the middle of this square, where there are lots of children and lots of families, mothers (coughs) and grandparents, all taking photographs on their mobile phones, of this man, because they have, under uh, Sharia law, the opportunity for the relatives to say, no, we can pardon him. They decided, in this case, quite rightly so, that they weren't going to. So the execution was a bullet in the back of the neck. And they've got every single photo in this, uh, leading up to the moment that the man standing over him with the rifle, put, they just push him face down into the ground, 
uh, after he's done his prayers. Bit of a waste of time, actually. And, uh, and then a bullet in the back of the neck, and people are taking photographs through it. You sometimes think, you read about people in this country who commit the most atrocious crimes, and they go into prison, and then they're out again in about 18 months. Why? Because they've spent time in custody. And this apparently means that you can't lock them up. It's a load of old baloney. It really is. It's absolute cobblers, the whole blooming lot of it. You'd be feeling as sick as a parrot if it was a member of your family who was killed by some yob, and you'd be thinking, wait a minute, where's the justice? There is no justice. These highly paid judges sit there and come up with the biggest pile of claptrap you've ever heard. It's just appalling. You know, and then you get child murderers out there, you know, who make money out of authors. You remember, we've, we've done this before on the programme, and they make money out of it. Whoever said crime doesn't pay is living in cloud cuckoo land. Crime pays, absolutely. It doesn't matter what the crime is or what the action is, we seem to pay for it now. You know, you, you've just sort of shagged your mother's sister's brother or something like that. Do you want to appear on the Jeremy Kyle show? Go on, we'll put you on, we'll make a star of you. There was a girl in the paper today... And she, uh, she ran away when she was, I think, 15 with this bloke who was old enough to be her grandfather. Old enough to be her grandfather. And they did one of these, you know, young, stupid, naive girl, old, dirty man. And, uh, and now she's saying, well, it's all finished now. Which, of course, you know, they generally do. And, uh, and now she's trying to rebuild her life. And you think, oh, really gives us stuff. Most people in the real world don't want to read about this. Doesn't, doesn't feature in my life. Probably doesn't feature in your life either. I feel terribly sorry for a, a grandfather... His name was Roy Adams. Roy Adams suffers chest pains. OK, he gets chest pains. Happens to a lot of people. What does he do? Quite sensibly, he calls 999. He's in a flat. And the ambulance person, the paramedic, the other end, the emergency worker, says, OK, listen, uh, make sure that your front door is open and the door's on the latch so the ambulance men can get right in. OK, says Roy Adams. So he sits there and he waits for the ambulance to arrive, OK? Having left the front door open and his door on the latch. The ambulance arrives in minutes. The driver gets there. He looks at the door open and he thinks, I think there's a burglary in process, in progress. He's, this is seriously what he thinks. I think there's a, think there's a burglary in, in progress. So he fills in a risk assessment form and he calls the police to ask for assistance. In that time, Roy Adams dropped dead. Because this man, you would think, I mean, it seems perfectly reasonable to me, that if they've said, listen, this man is in a flat, but don't worry, he's left the door on the latch, and the flat door is on the latch so you can go straight in. Otherwise, he's having a heart attack. How's he supposed to get to the bloody door? So he does that. And the ambulance person, because you have to call them a person now, because they're neither male nor female, says, oh, wait a minute, the door's open. I think there could be a burglary in progress, so I'm not going to go in. I'll complete a risk assessment form. This poor man died on the way to hospital. I mean, it's just absolutely atrocious. You can feel for his uh, family. And you sort of think to yourself, it's just, you know, this man should be alive. How can you get there? Surely somebody, when they booked the ambulance, say, listen, he's in a flat, they've left the doors open for you. I mean, you just, you just give up, don't you, really? And we just go, oh, that's OK. That's OK. Somebody else dead. Nobody cares. Of course they care. Of course they care. It shouldn't have happened. It should never, ever have happened. A spokesman said the paramedic entered Mr Adams' flat after the risk assessment while maintaining telephone contact with our control room. I mean, it's... Just... Give up, don't you? Mind you, the New York State Republican Peter King is saying probably what a lot of people are thinking about Michael Jackson. Stop glorifying a pervert. And uh, it's not popular, but he says what, uh, what many have not dared to say. It's triggered a furious backlash from the singer's morning fans yesterday. 
Mr King declared that society was glorifying a low life while ignoring the achievements of teachers, police officers, firefighters, war veterans and volunteers. Many Americans praised him for taking a stand against the idolatry which has marked an 11-day wave of public grief. Mr King, speaking outside a Long Island fire station that has a memorial to firefighters, says the guy was a pervert, he was a child molester, he was a paedophile. And uh, to be giving this much coverage to him day in, day out, what does it say about us as, us as, us as a country? Six years ago, you remember Michael Jackson admitted in a TV interview he invited children into his bed, but denied that he interfered with them. Among the comments flooding the internet, one said, Peter King, clean up your act, or if you can't say nothing nice, shut your mouth. However, a comment backing the politician says, thank you, Peter King, for saying what many of us are thinking. Finally, somebody's got the guts to say it. I can say anything you like, actually, about Michael Jackson. He's dead. He can't sue. And it's interesting. They're now playing out on American television the interview where they asked him about children in his room. And when they said, you know, did you interfere with these children, Michael Jackson, whose mental age, I think, was only that, you know, marginally above that of the children, just went... (laughs) As if... It's almost the same as in the film Big, where you've all of a sudden got a little boy who looks like a big boy, but he's not. He's really a little boy. So when the girl in the office, who thinks he's actually a man, comes round to his house and goes, uh, shall I sleep over? And he goes, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, right. And they bounce on the bed, and, all, and she's thinking, what's going on here? Why has he not sort of grabbed me? Of course, he's a child. He doesn't know, and I think exactly the same for Michael Jackson. Exactly the same. Oh, good news. Finally, we need some good news today. You know, for all of you out there, and I include myself, come on, I'm the sort of person who can't peel an orange. I'm more than happy for other people to peel the orange for me and then put it in segments. I was the first person to be terribly disappointed that a Terry's chocolate orange was not actually an orange. I thought somebody had taken an orange, dipped it in chocolate. It's just chocolate pieces with orange bits in it. It was horrible. I didn't like it at all. And, and I was very disappointed. But then I discovered that Sainsbury's actually did an orange that somebody had peeled for you. And you could just take it. And I mean, how cool was that? That was just fantastic. Now, they've finally done it. They've brought out a ready-boiled egg. Two of them. Uh, it's from the, the Happy Egg Company. Two free-range hard-boiled eggs. You've got to use them within nine to ten. Well, I'll tell you, they're for me. Because I love hard-boiled eggs. I absolutely love hard-boiled eggs. But I can't be bothered to go through the whole shenanigans of putting... I know, it's, I know it seems ridiculous. Of putting it in water, boiling it for God knows how long, taking it out, cracking its head... And they're taking all the shell off. These are peeled by machine before being checked and sorted by hand. Do you know we eat 26 million eggs a day? I don't. I'm not, I'm not a huge egg eater, but I do like boiled eggs with a bit of salad cream. There's something about boiled eggs. with. And of course, last night, I thought the world had collapsed. I, I do wash <coughs> occasionally a few things in my washing machine. I do do the undergarments, which we don't talk about, and I do do towels. And yesterday... For some reason, the washing machine slowed down. So it, it didn't go into its spin cycle and it didn't empty the water because then it goes, it goes, <laughs> all of that bit. And I couldn't hear it. And I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, it's a bit odd. So anyway, I turn it off and, and I've got a little thing that you undo, like a valve at the bottom. And when you pull this thing out, it's got like a mesh thing in there, which is all covered with bits that obviously come off towels and everything else. I mean, Lord knows. I mean, there was enough on there. And that's why it didn't drain. So I took all of that off drained all the water out, put it all back in again. Well, by that time, the machine didn't know which cycle it was in. So I then put it in. I, I put the towel back in again, thought I'll go through the whole cycle all over again. Get up this morning, it still hasn't drained. It's just not having a very good day. So I turn it on to drain, and it did drain, and then it spun, and I took the towel out. And I'm thinking, I don't know, how long do washing machines last? So I phoned up a friend, and they went, two years. I went, 
Two years? Don't be ridiculous. I said, if you do big wash loads every day, which I don't, two years, apparently, is, is about maximum. Well, it's rubbish. Rubbish. Anyway, so I shall try it again today. If it doesn't work, it's out. I shall go and get a... I don't know, a Dyson or something. I'm on a, I just, I'm, in, I'm filling the mood for a washing machine phase. I quite like the idea of a washing machine. That's quite a good idea, actually. So I need to know, if you work for the post office, how much notice do you need to give for your holidays? How much notice do you need to give for your holidays? Do let me know. 84850-stevedlbc.co.uk. Uh, we think we've answered the sweet pea question. We don't need to ask Ken on that one. Because it's quite good, because he knows about sweet peas. And uh, I, I do do them most year. They're prone to aphids, which is uh, a, a bit of a waste of time as far as I'm concerned. So Stephen in Beaconsfield says, just take the, uh, the pods off. Don't take the seeds out until they dry out. Plant them next year and you have sweet peas. I'll tell you what else is dead easy to grow. I've just got sunflowers. Big, thick, tall sunflowers. I tell you, you just pop in a few seeds and up they come. Ray and Balham says, I'd very much like to see you and your auntie Enid doing a double act on the fourth plinth in Trafalgar Square. He said, you can do anything you like, but remember, it's got to be legal. Actually, we thought earlier on, we thought we could do the programme, couldn't we? We could do Steve Allen's show from the fourth plinth. Marginally more exciting than the man protesting, I'm afraid, about the, uh, about the, the smoking stuff. Quite funny, though, at the same time. Quite funny, I think. So, any ideas for the fourth plinth? Drop us an email. This is LB... Morning, everybody. It's nice to be... I'm in such a cheery mood this morning. I don't know why. It's because I can't bear the heat. I absolutely cannot stand the heat. I'm one of these... I mean, mainly because of of illness and not just just the diabetes. Although the heat in here the other day took my sugar levels down to an all-time low, I think. 4.7 we dropped down to on uh, Sunday, which kind of sort of interested me a little bit and worried me at the same time. Jay says your washing machine should last for six years. Stephen reckons the fourth plinth naked Morris dancing. I don't think Morris would be too keen on that, though, would he? That's an old gag, but it's worth doing. Uh, Ian says, book holiday in October for the following April to April. So it could be up to 18 months in advance. This is for the post office. But how do you know what the weather's going to be like? So you take potluck, don't you? Dreadful, really. Uh, Angela says, the most stupid story I've ever heard. Beats me how anybody like that ever got to be a paramedic. You're supposed to need a high IQ in common sense to be a paramedic. This is the story I mentioned earlier on. You must podcast the programme if you missed it. John says, post workers and bus drivers work on shifts and their holiday period is allocated. They know when it'll be years ahead. They're told when to take them. It's on a rotor. It's ridiculous, isn't it? Is it like being on school holidays, like being a a teacher, I suppose? Uh, And Rachel says, I agree. The justice system in this country is despicable. Bring back the death penalty. My ex-boyfriend was murdered 15 years ago by a sick, vile, inhumane thug and only got four years for manslaughter out in two. You see, I don't understand it. I don't, I don't think I'd be as forgiving if it happened to a, a member of my family. I really, uh, I really don't. And Stevie says, I'm afraid I couldn't agree more with Peter King. Unpopular, but it's what I've always believed. Linen Bushy says, I sent you a text yesterday asking you to wish my sister Anne and brother-in-law Simon a happy Pearl wedding anniversary, then had a senior moment and sent it to her. So it's not good, is it? Actually, somebody did send me a happy birthday thing for the 10th. And it's easier. If you're going to send birthday wishes in to somebody, can you send it on the day? Because I don't have the... And I'll lose it. It will disappear. So if you send it on the day, I'll then do my very best to try and include it. Uh, Steve uh, says, David, you written talked about Lost in Space. Remember that one? Lost in Space. Dr Zachary Smith. So I bought the DVD, 23 discs. The biggest box you ever saw. Remember Dr. Zachary Smith? Very creepy. And yesterday, got the old BBC Two series, The High Life, with Alan Cumming and the brilliant Siobhan Redmond playing Shona. Both DVDs, 
highly recommended. I'm in Kingston. Any eating place recommendations? Not in Kingston. I've never eaten in Kingston, I don't think. Have I eaten in Kingston? No, there's loads of places down with the river, but they all look a bit naff to me, I'm afraid. There's nothing that, that springs out immediately. I can't think of anything where you go to... What would you go to Kingston? Apart from shopping. I go to Kingston shopping, but I can't think of anything uh, where you would... Um, where you would actually want to go to Kingston and eat for. I don't know, McDonald's, I suppose. Um... Uh, Diana Dawes' sitcom Queenie's Castle says, Mark, is it out? Uh, is it worth getting? Yeah, all the series are out. They've done one, two and three at the moment. I bought them uh, about three or four weeks ago. Uh, they're OK. They stand up OK. They stand up OK. Not, not, I'll tell you what stands up better, what stands up much better, much as it grieves me to tell you, is Up the Elephant and Round the Castle with Jim Davidson in his early days before he became a, a prize plonker. And uh, and that's not bad. It's it's a little set, but lots of famous people crop up. Lots of because fa- Shirley Teese was the casting director, of course. He's a regular listener to this program. Uh, Steve, the flight to Oz is twenty three hours. Fly first or business, and you won't feel it. Uh, twenty six hours to Oz. So we've lost three. I think you can get a night flight. Um, uh, one here. Uh, Mo says M and S. You have to give eighteen months' notice for July, uh, August holidays. Seems all right, doesn't it? Uh, 84850, steve at uk. If you need a new washing machine, buy a Millet. Very expensive, but beautifully formed. You see, I, I remember, which, what do you call expensive? Because I can't remember what I paid for the last washing machine. Might have been something like... 300? I don't, to be honest with you, I've started looking at bicycles. I've started looking at bicycles. And, um... And, and I want a folding bicycle. I don't want, uh... Good Lord, there's somebody else out in Moscow. Is that... That's what's it out in Moscow as well. Is everybody out in Moscow at the moment? All of Sky's people. That's... Um, I can't remember his name now. Tim Marshall. Mm. So Tim Marshall's out in Moscow. I'll tell you what, uh, there's in the paper today, Jackie Kennedy, apparently, according to a new book, The Widow of uh, John Kennedy, had a steamy four-year affair with his brother Bobby. Who did she not sleep with in the family? Rose, I suppose, would be the uh, obvious answer. Was there nobody this woman didn't go through? There was a very good book written some years ago by a lady called Jacqueline Suzanne, and it was called, um, what was it called now? Was it called The Beauty Queen? And it was about, I think that was The Beauty Queen, it was about the ex-president of the United States, or the president of the United States, who is shot, and his wife goes on to marry a very, very, very rich shipping multi-billionaire. And it almost mirrored uh, Jackie Kennedy's story of how everybody thought she had loads of money, Whereas, in fact, the Kennedy family kept her poor. She had no money at all. The Kennedys didn't have anything. And if they did have it, they were hanging on to it themselves. You know, they, they called them, you know, the, the, uh, one of America's first families, Rose Kennedy, was the matriarch. And everybody thought that Jackie Kennedy was loaded, but she wasn't. So, in the end, she said, listen, I want to, I want to have some money. I want to go and enjoy my life. A little bit like Chantal Houghton, I suppose, and Peter Andre, but just not in the same kind of league. And so she goes off and marries Aristotle Onassis. And they have this huge wedding. And if you remember, Aristotle Onassis flew people in from around the world. People went home with Cartier watches, race... People went home with everything. It was, it was spending on a scale that you've never seen or could never imagine in a million years. It makes the Beckhams look like paupers. And uh, in the book, on the wedding night, she's expecting to, to have to go to bed with this, this multi-billionaire um, uh, shipping magnet. And he goes... Uh, and so she goes, well, I'm all ready. And he goes, well, actually, no, I'm going to see my mistress which, of course, was exactly the same as Aristotle Onassis, because he had a mistress, I think Maria Callas, and, uh, and it was all... He said, I've just done it to raise my profile. Surely you, you knew that. That's what they say in the book. It kind of mirrored 
mirrored the whole Jackie Kennedy thing. But uh, very interesting, very interesting. So many disastrous things happen to members of the, the family. 84850stevedlbc.co.uk. Well done to the uh, cancer patient, Nikki Cusack. And uh, doctors told her she was beating breast cancer. So she thought, whoa, it's like winning the lottery. And then she did win the lottery. And she won two and a half million quid. So she's in remission. She's got two and a half million quid. You enjoy it. Do you know what she wants to do? She wants to go back to work at Asda. She works on the music uh, counter and she can't wait to go back there. She's been ill. I said, my biggest dream is to actually go back. Bad news if you're a farmer this morning and you've got public footpaths through your land. Do you remember the story of a lady, a businesswoman, Shirley McCaskey? Shirley McCaskey was walking on a public footpath through a, a field with cows in and uh, she had her dog there and the cows trampled her. Obviously panicked or spooked by the dog. Anyway, she's won anything up to a million pounds because she sued the farmer for not keeping his cows under control. It's a public footpath, and in the country, you're supposed to keep dogs on leads. I don't know whether or not this, this dog was on a, a lead, but she was injured. She strayed a short distance from the footpath, and she was trampled by this herd of 40 uh, crossbred cows who had 21 calves. I mean, I don't know how you can actually pay compensation to somebody on that. I know that she was so badly damaged, that she was brain damaged and confined to a wheelchair, and but she'd left the path, I don't, but they obviously argued differently, and it will be covered by the farmer's insurance company but they say that um, they will have to contribute to the legal bills it could be £100,000, the man there who owns the farm wasn't available but his wife Doreen voiced her anger she said he saved her life he's never had a word of thanks he's just been sued, that's what hurts him we're absolutely devastated, they kept cattle in this field for 12 years, never had any incidents. People now, I tell you, we're now entering uh, what happened in America 10, 15 years ago. You know, you fall over a pavement, sue them, sue them. That's why you've got all these ambulance chasing adverts on the television, you know. Been involved in an accident, I'm still waiting, incidentally, still waiting for my insurance company to cough up for the little tow rag who went down the side of my car and took the side off which has all been repaired and it's all fine. But I'm still waiting for the £700 excess to come back. But it's not back, but it's still not back. I've had a number of people offering to, uh, to sort it out for me, but still not back the money. We're still waiting for £700 and, uh, and the other money involved. And either the insurance company are just dragging their heels, or they're as tight as I think they are, and they're not going to cough up at all. But it's a £700 excess. We had to prove that I'd paid it. We had to prove... That I paid it. I mean, it was just... First of all, we sent... Well, then they claimed that oh, we've lost it. So we did it all over again. And um, it's just appalling, actually. Uh, 84850, steve at uk. Celebrating the end of GCSEs, babyface youth, swigging vodka, couples simulating sex. Where is it? New key. New key, I ask you. Apparently, people down there are saying it's absolutely disgusting. On any one night, there are thousands thousands of people on the street. In fact, the only reason I mention it is because I think for the second time, uh, two boys playing around on the cliffs fell off and killed themselves. Killed themselves. Because you know what they're like? They're 16. They think they know it all. They know nothing. And they drink Alco Pops. They drink vodka. Where they get it from, I've got no idea. Perhaps adults are buying it for them. What shopkeepers are selling these kids booze? Alco pops and vodka, and they sit there, and uh, and then two of them fell off the cliffs the other day, dead, stone dead. And the local council said, "Listen, can people stay away from the cliffs?" Frankly, 
Let them all fall off the cliffs. I couldn't care less. It's alcohol. All alcohol fumed. In this fueled in this country, there are more problems with alcohol. I walk in this morning, and at the very bottom of the little alley here, there is a young man urinating into one of the restaurant's plant holders. In, you know, in full view of everybody. Unfortunately, just as he finished, two policemen appeared at the top, because otherwise he'd have been nicked for urinating in public. It's a huge problem for Westminster Council. It happens all the time. <coughs> all the time. If I was out there, I'd be, I'd be issuing taser guns to everybody. Tsst, I'm sorry. Sorry about that. It happened the other day. I came in on Sunday morning. There's a tramp. I'm going to describe him as a tramp. Uh, who's urinating in full view of everybody. Not even in a doorway. In full view of everybody. It's just disgusting. There should be a, a £500 fine for these people. There should be a £500 fine. Uh, 84850, steve at Um Another one here. Catherine Highgate says, you make my show... Sorry, make my day. Make my show. I make my own show, I think. Make my day. Uh, my next leave period, Steve, will take me up to April 2011. Heidi says, we as ambulance staff do not get such information about doors being left open. Crews are being assaulted every day. Well, you should be given information. I mean, how stupid. He's in a flat, and the person who took the call says, listen, the ambulance crew are going to be arriving. Uh, leave the door on the latch. I mean, what a ridiculous system. If that's, if that's what it is, it's an absolute bloody scandal. You should be ashamed of yourselves. All it takes is the person there to phone up and go, listen, he's in a flat, uh, the door's on the latch. What does it cost to do that? Stupid. Ridiculous. Uh, never have uh, Christmas off, Steve. I work for a large department store. Have to book before Christmas. Have to have one week before February, one before June, and the rest by November. No time uh, of over, overclearance, January. Never have Christmas off. Still a good company to work for, says Sally. So that's good. Patrick says, hello to Cathy. She loves your show. And uh, another one here. Melee washing machine could easily be 900 to £1,000. Pounds, but trust me, it's brilliant. Are you serious? 900 to 1000 I'm not actually sure if 900 to 1000 pounds would be within my uh, my re- it does seem an awful lot of money doesn't it 900 to 1000 pounds I'm not sure about that one oh I've got a how low coming up in a moment and after all the rain yesterday Noreen says had the last driving lesson hoping for snow so we can't go away on Thursday my uh, diabetic nurse Janet went away on Sunday to Cyprus and she was praying for cool weather so I don't want heat I don't want heat. Noreen's just praying she doesn't have to go away because she can't listen to LBC, which is a slight problem. And uh, Robin in East London says, My experience of playing both lottery and pools over the last 15 years, that although the lottery has bigger jackpots, the pools has better, smaller prizes. It's true, actually. Also, if you're going to win on the lottery, the chances of winning money are better on a Wednesday. Not as, not as big an amount of money, but the odds are better at winning on a Wednesday. What day is it? Tuesday. Have I won? No. But I can tell you it's quarter to six. These are the headlines. The victims of London's July the 7th bombings are being remembered on the fourth anniversary of the attacks. A new memorial of 52 stainless steel columns has been built in Hyde Park. A man's died and 150 people are ill on board a cruise ship docked near Inverness. The ship's operators say the elderly man's fatal heart attack was unrelated to the vomiting bug thought to be the norovirus. Police in China say they've arrested nearly 1,500 suspects after the country's worth ethnic violence for decades. State media are reporting at least 156 people have been killed. And a Welsh schoolboy is to feature alongside major music stars at a tribute to Michael Jackson. Shaheen Jafagoli will appear after singing the star's hit Who's Loving You on the reality TV show Britain's Got Talent. Let's have a check on the road for you this morning. Hugh Broom. 
Thank you very much, Steve. We'll start with the tubes, actually. It's currently... BC 97.3. Morning, everybody. It's 12 minutes to 6. It's Steve Allen's early breakfast show. Uh, John says, I'm a regular listener and agree with 90% of your comments. Really? Which 10% do you disagree with, then? That'd be interesting to find out. Most people agree 100% all the time. I'd be interested to know how many of Michael Jackson's fans would have allowed him to babysit their children unsupervised. I think what, what people tend to forget is that Michael Jackson was never, ch- was never found guilty of anything at all to do with children. Absolutely not one thing. You could highlight the Geordie Chandler case and say that he paid $26 million, um, and that was admitting guilt, but it wasn't. The $26 million was paid over. As far as I know, Geordie Chandler has never said anything after. I think part of the terms of the deal was, now that he's dead, I don't know how that stands, that uh, nothing was ever to be said about it. And it was a case of... Um, it, he, he paid it just to, just to get rid of it. It was a millstone around his neck, and people were sort of going, well, what about this and what about that? But if you, if you look at Michael Jackson and you watch the way he was with children, most of Michael Jackson's fans would agree that they, they'd have happily shared his bed. Just because you share somebody's bed doesn't mean to say that anything goes on. It depends what goes on in your mind, I suppose, at the time. But Michael Jackson never found guilty of, uh, of anything at all. 84850, steve at Um I had the same problem with a brand new washing machine. I was told that I had an uneven load. If you only had one towel, try washing two. The load will balance out. Actually, it was probably that. A friend of mine, his, his washing machine broke. Uh, it was Chris and Sharon. And it turned out that he'd left some money in his pocket... And what had happened was, it had got itself wedged in the little pipe that took the water out of the washing machine. So every time the water went through, it acted like a little pivot, so the water didn't go through. So we had to sort of dismantle the blooming thing. Anyway, we got it working eventually. Uh, I work for the Royal Mail in Kidderminster, Steve, says Alan. And in November, we'll be asked to pick our holidays for next year. The pick is also based on seniority. So if you only just joined, you could be enjoying your summer holidays in October. Good job I enjoy Aberystwyth in December. Oh, I love Aberystwyth. Love it. Lovely place, that, isn't it? So in other words, it's, it's the same, isn't it? It's, it's always seniority. It doesn't quite work like that here. It's the case you've got to get it in. They're not going to have everybody off all at the same time. And, of course, most people, if they've got children, will want to have the school holidays off. They're going to want August, September, stuff like that. Whereas me, I couldn't care less either way. I, it really makes no difference to me. I don't do summer holiday. I don't do sitting on, uh, on, on beaches. I'm not a sitting on beach sort of person. In fact, I'm just as happy to sit in air conditioning. In fact, I don't even need to go away anywhere. Uh, 84850, uh, Another one here. The fourth plinth. Turn it into a fairground attraction. You could stick Jordan on it and throw things at her and try and knock her off. <laughs> <laughs> not really sure, actually. Um, <laughs> I don't really know how that would work. It would be quite interesting. It would be quite interesting, I think. Um, <laughs> and we'll... Yes, we could stick a mander on there just to see what would happen. Uh, the new pictures of the day of the life of LBC are very good. Your one's very good at five minutes to 4am. The reason your show is so great, says Will, is that, uh, is that you say what we're all thinking, but only some of us, like me, and a few others are prepared to say out loud... Actually, most people agree 100%. It's just that nobody can ever be honest and say we agree 100%. There can't be anything that you disagree with. For example, you look through the papers this morning, OK, they've got Shaheen singing at the Michael Jackson Memorial. OK, come on, let's be honest. Who cares? Who cares? I'm not interested in the Michael Jackson Memorial. Really not interested. I know that there's a lot of English fans, and they're going, we want to go to it. He's not there. He's not there. It's like there's a bloke sitting outside HMV, up the road here, in a, in a deck chair. For what reason? I mean, how long is he going to sit there? Forever, I suppose. <laughs> and um, I just, th- there's not really a lot you can say about it. Michael Jackson's mum has turned her son's bedroom into a shrine. 
She's thrown herself into creating the memorial, and apparently three life-size wax models of Michael, given to him by Madame Tussauds, stand in the L.A. mansion's room. Lovely. Apparently she's been told to build uh, a sanctuary to help with her grief. She's 79. 79. Can't be that easy, can it? More on the... Oh, Britain's hoping for the heatwave to return. Might be kept waiting, the weatherman said yesterday. I'm going to go and get these hanging baskets today. I'm not risking it another day. Just, it just chucked it down so much. Yes. I don't mind. Rain doesn't bother me in the slides. I just get annoyed looking at this horrible picture of the paper today of this vile Jamie Gray and his even viler son at a horse fair the other day. Totally against court ruling. Sticking two fingers up. Perhaps we'll be sticking them up you very shortly, young man. And uh, find yourself back in court again for breaking your, uh, your conditions. Uh, another one here. Schoolboys were blamed yesterday for a 300% surge in, in violent security can robberies. Shock cops have told how they arrested teenage robbers wearing school uniforms. Good God. Amazing, isn't it? 549 cash-in-transit raids on deliveries to banks and supermarkets. That's schoolchildren. Mind you, your idea of schoolchildren and my idea of schoolchildren, completely different. Completely different. Uh, Daniel Radcliffe. Can you believe in Leicester Square at the moment there's half a dozen people sitting there for the Harry Potter thing tonight? They were sitting there when we were in. They've been in all night. They're sitting there on their little deck chairs. It's annoyed the heck out of some people in the office. Yes, I'm looking at Daniel Radcliffe's hair. He's being interviewed by Steve Hargrave. And he's sort of slicked... He's not an attractive boy, is he? The funny thing is, he's one of these people because you're used to seeing... (coughs) Sorry, Daniel Radcliffe with glasses. That's... You think he wears glasses all the time... He has got a five o'clock... Well, in fact, most of his pictures have got a five o'clock shadow. But, of course, he doesn't wear glasses. It's like Deirdre in Coronation Street. She looks great with glasses, because you've seen... She doesn't wear them in real life. And Daniel Radcliffe doesn't wear glasses in real life. So when you see him without them, you think he looks a bit odd, because we think glasses suit him. Perhaps he should go out and get a pair of glasses just with glass in. So we go, yay, Daniel, love you. But he's in uh, the paper today, because they're building up Leicester Square, and the fans are already camping out, and I mean that in the nicest possible way. No slur on them whatsoever. But they're all going to be there. And, in fact, they're going to be wearing white ribbons tonight. Cast and crew. This is in uh, memory of the uh, murdered actor Rob Knox. And Daniel said, you know, I won't pretend I knew him incredibly well, but I liked him. What happened was absolutely awful. And so his parents have seen the film and they like it as well. So so if you wonder why they're all going to be wearing white ribbons tonight, it's for Rob Knox. So there you go. Do you know, can you... I can't believe that Daniel Radcliffe is only 19. Are you sure he's not 73 or something? I mean, he seems to have been around for... He can't be 19, can he? I mean, he must have been terribly, terribly young. He was probably about 13 when he started. 12, 13. Because when you show pictures of him, and because you don't see him ageing, you just accept the fact that he looks like Harry Potter. And yet, when you look at the very first ones... Of course, the producer's now going to find out. Uh, it's like, watch Only Fools and Horses. Watch the first ones in the series, and then look at them by the end and see how much David Jason aged over the series. It's the same for all of them. But with, with, with Daniel Radcliffe, he's only 19. It doesn't seem possible. You, you expect him to be about 30 by now. I just don't, I don't think that he looks as though he's 19 anymore. So we'll find out. Oh, Jonathan Ross has been cleared by watchdogs of anti-gay jibes. I mean, it was quite clearly a joke. We established that ages ago, apparently on his programme. 61 people complained that his on-air joke that any boy fan of Disney idol Hannah Montana would end up gay, they said it was homophobic. In fact, what he said was, um, he said, oh, if, if, if your son started collecting Miley Cyrus things or something like that, check, because the chances are he's going to be gay. How's that homophobic? <laughs> 61 people. 
61 people complain. You do love the complainers, though. I mean, I love them. I think they're just hilarious. Apparently, Chamber of Secrets was 2002. So we, we've worked out he was 12 when they started. 12? When they started filming. So he's been around for a while, hasn't he? Been around for a while. You just think he's older than 19. He seems to have crammed an awful lot in. I loved him in Extras with Ricky Gervais. I thought that was just one of the funniest things I'd ever seen. When you can get proper actors or sort of actors to actually come up with, with things like that. I'm not going to tell you what it is. You'll have to go and uh, watch it on Extras as well. Uh, his first role, apparently, was in David Copperfield. What, the Dickens David Copperfield, as opposed to the magician. Oh, right. Just imagine him flying over the Grand Canyon. Oh, look. <laughs> could be quite funny, couldn't it? So that's what he was in. But he obviously started very, very young. Oh, Tesco, incidentally, if you're going shoplifting in Tesco today, don't do the cheese. Don't do the cheese, because apparently they've now put security tags on it after a rise in shoplifting. Who are these people who shoplift cheese? Do, I mean, apart from gangs of field mice sitting out there of an evening, going, quick, 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 now, quick, quick, quick. 30 of them grabbing, you know, half a tonne of... <laughs> that was my mouse impression. It's the best you're going to get. No, I can't do any higher, not with my cough. But imagine them all go twenty mice staggering out with a piece of cathedral. You know, <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense at all. Or failing that, getting it all wrong and taking out Primula, you know, and getting all the wrong stuff. But that's what they're going to do. Local shopper James Harrison said, "I've heard of meat being stolen before, but never cheese." I don't, I don't quite understand. I mean, frankly, as I say, I'm thinking of issuing tasers to all staff in uh, in supermarkets. So if you see anybody nicking anything, you just taser them. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry about that. Shouldn't have been nicking, should you? Oh, Sarah Harding's in the paper today. Oh, look, sober. How unusual. But anyway, here she is, and the reason she's in the paper is because she's determined not to be another pop star who flops in acting. Uh, Sarah admits there is a stigma attached to singers who try to branch out. I'm sorry, dear. Singers? Are we talking about the same person? I don't think so. But uh, no acting experience. She says, um, I don't want to try too much too soon. I'm working my way into acting gradually. I don't want people to think I'm just swanning in there. Oh, God. It sounds doomed to the start, doesn't it? I, I just don't see this one working at all. And Holly Willoughby says the opportunity to work with Philip Schofield persuaded her to take the This Morning job, despite a huge workload. So she reckons she's got it. I see this is a pile of old rubbish. If they give it to Holly Willoughby, it will be an absolute joke, I'm afraid. She's already got about uh, Dancing on Ice, Extra Factor, and she's got a new son as well. Can we have somebody who can commit themselves to a programme, please, ITV? That'd be nice. Before you head off on holiday, get a... Morning, everybody. It's Steve Allen's Early Breakfast, LBC 97.3. On the subject of holidays, Richie says we get five weeks holiday. Rule of thumb is first come, first served. However, like your earlier contributor, I also can't get Christmas off. I managed Boxing Day last year, first time in ten years. That was only because we used to close on Boxing Day back then. This year, I doubt they'll give it to me off again. Ours used to be work Christmas, get New Year off. But I've always worked Christmas and New Year. It makes, makes no difference at all. So much easier to drive around London. It really is quite nice, actually. No drunks, no nothing. It was quite pleasant and peaceful. More after the news, which is next, LBC. Morning, everybody. Seven minutes past uh, six. 84850, steve at And if you go to lbc.co.uk, you can check out 24 hours of the life of LBC. Each, each producer was given the camera... And they had to take pictures of their sort of little bit of the day. And, uh, and that way some of them don't, don't look as good as they maybe could do. 
And so then they pass it on to the next team. And uh, you get Nick Froemey hugging. And uh, that's something we don't want to repeat. But anyway. Uh, Steve, I noticed in certain supermarkets, you can no longer buy small portions of cheese. And lots of people can't afford to buy the large pieces. So if you can't buy small portions of cheese and they don't have larger... But what are they selling then in there? Well, is that why people are pinching it? Because people are thieving cheese, apparently, from Tesco. First of all, it used to be meat. Now it's cheese. Small wonder a nation of fatty. It's very bad for you. Um, another one here. Mice don't like cheese. They like chocolate. Seem to eat it round our way. And um, another one here. Uh, Daniel Radcliffe was sitting behind me at Lord's. For cricket a few weeks ago, was not wearing glasses. He doesn't wear glasses. I've just told you, he doesn't wear glasses. <laughs> he just wears them for the character Harry Potter. Uh, another one here. Uh, you could put, actually, Jenny Barnett on with Philip Schofield. Oh, God, never get a word in edgeways. Can you imagine? He'd be saying, she'd never get a word in, poor soul. Phil reckons the fourth plinth should have a set of stocks. There you go. Raj works for Group 4. Says, I get 28 days a year. I can use it any time during the year. Really? Oh, cracky. Uh, 84850. A uh, lot of people suggesting things for the, uh, <laughs> for the fourth plinth, which is good. Uh, insurance companies annoy me, Steve, says Brian. They're quick enough taking the premium. When you make a claim, different story then. I'm still waiting on my one. I'm still waiting. I've got a £700 excess, which I paid, and I then had to prove I'd paid it. Not just taking my word for it, because they obviously think I'm a compulsive liar. But I then had to get the bank statement to prove the money had gone into the... to take it, to show them it had come out. Absolutely unbelievable, isn't it? I tell you, I might name and shame on this programme very shortly. I might name and shame. Uh, 84850, steve at uk. The uh, actress that plays the ghost of the schoolgirl Moaning Myrtle in Harry Potter is about 40. Um, I don't know who Moaning Myrtle is, actually. I don't know enough about the Harry Potter films. I really don't know. All you need is a new couple of carbon brushes on your washing machine. About £10, says Jenny. Always told we need a new motor. Well, that's like bringing somebody round saying, I don't think the boiler works. Yet. <sighs> need a new boiler. You go, Are you sure? Like new tyres, isn't it? I mean, I'm rubbish with new tyres. I go in there and I go, I just need the one on this side. They go, Phew. you seen the one on the other side? You're practically threadbare. You go, I can't be. I've only just changed it the other week. Anyway, more of your texts and emails coming up in a moment. Oh, actually, uh, we've been offered for In Conversation, uh, Vince Hill. We talked about Vince Hill the other week. Remember the uh, man who brought you Edelweiss, Edelweiss. Paul says, uh, love the show, listening for many years, 20 years, and too many more years to mention. But uh, just wanted to say we, that's my partner and I, Stephanie, made a donation to the Cat Survival Trust, after hearing you talking about Oreo, the snow leopard, after our beloved cat had to be put down after having cancer. And we're looking forward to going to see the cats at the Trust and seeing the good work that they do. You'll be quite surprised. This is, if you want to see, it's on YouTube. If you type in Steve Allen LBC, you'll get all sorts of, including the... Uh, yes, just go to the Steve Allen page on LBC. And they're all, all the links are on there, are they? Oh, excellent. All the links are on there. So if you go to LBC and the Steve Allen page, then uh, all the links are on there. Me with this snow leopard, who sadly had to be put down who sadly well, didn't have to be put down but died because it had, was a bit uh, brain damaged. But that's the last little little picture. They do some really good work down there, but you have to remember they're wild cats. They're wild cats. I mean, these things... I mean, we stood next to a cage. Not like London Zoo, where you're quite a way away from them. You're right up to the cage. I mean, these things... And I tell you, when some of these cats, which aren't that big, bare their teeth, you don't half know it. Shirley Henderson, who's in Hamish, Macbeth and Trainspotting, plays Moaning Myrtle. Great. I could be moaning Steve in the morning. Moaning Steve. Quite nice. I could, yeah. No, it's the Moaning Steve show. No, it doesn't, it doesn't quite sound the same, does it? 
I don't think so, actually. Yes, we'll, we'll think of something else. Sassy Steve. That doesn't work at all. Makes me sound like a drag act. Anyway, in our How Low auction for today, you can wipe that smile off your face as well. Uh, it's a Sony Vio laptop. <laughs> it finishes at 6pm. Uh, it's lovely, packed with all the greatest features, and yet it's small and light for you to carry around. It's got 250 gigabytes of hard drive. It'll mean nothing to most of you, including me, but it does mean you can store tons of stuff. Great for surfing the net, keeping in touch by email. You can log on anywhere that has Wi-Fi. Lowest unique bid will win. Lowest bid in pence that nobody else makes. Computer will help you. Computer will tell you if you have a unique bid. Bid's in by 6pm today, and you have to work it out. So if you think it's going to go for... Well, it's not going to go for anything stupid, like £6. So I'll help you in that respect. It'll be, you know, £1 something, or £2 something, or so many pence. So you text LBC, then your bid in pence. It's got to be in pence. And send it to 8821. So LBC, followed by your bid in pence... And send that to treble eight two one. The bid will cost one pound fifty plus your standard network rate. Lines close at six pm today. You must be over sixteen. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. Fourth anniversary, of course, as you uh, many of you know of the seven uh, seven attacks on London. Tom Cheel will be reporting live from Hyde Park, where this fantastic memorial. I saw pictures of it yesterday. And uh, a lot of people have said how fantastic it is. That will be unveiled later. The Prime Minister, Prince Charles and Boris Johnson, will be there. There's also the Michael Jackson Memorial Service. How many Brits will be over there? Uh, Christo will be joining James Well and Petrie Hoskin for live coverage of the service. And Shaheen will sing. At which part, we have no idea. Perhaps they've just said, listen, Shaheen can sing. There's all oh, Michael was a big fan of his. And uh, Lucy Coward will be reporting from the streets of London where the Jackson fans will be gathering to say their own goodbyes. And then, of course, in Leicester Square, it's Harry Potter. They're out already. The fans are sitting already directly opposite our front door. They're sitting outside there. There was half a dozen when I came in at quarter to four this morning. I should imagine by the time I leave, there'll be a fair number of people because uh, it's the launch of the movie, the latest Harry Potter, Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. Strangely enough, <coughs> I must mention, just proving that people do tell you things in this business, uh, a friend of mine is uh, in a conference in Wales at the moment in um, a resort near Newport. Anyway, one of the waiters working there, you'll love this, remember the Britain's Got Talent? He was the guy who was the male soprano. Do you remember? He had a beard and he was the male soprano. He's working there as a waiter in this place and uh, the show didn't change his life. He's apparently a little bit fed up because he was beaten by that little girl who broke down during her turn. Do you remember? And they, they booted him off. So that's what he's doing now. So it didn't change his life. Actually, having, having watched a little bit more of Big Brother, and it's still rubbish, it's still rubbish, uh, you look at some of the people on there, the whole idea of going to Big Brother, I thought, is that you go there, you demonstrate that you've got some sort of talent, and then people pick up on it afterwards. Not just, you know, going out to, you know, a nightclub. That's not a talent. That's just, you know, you can drag in any old ropey thing. That's why it made me laugh out of the last one, you know. Poor old Ziggy. I mean, God knows what, he's probably stacking shelves, I should imagine. But all these people... You've got to do something to demonstrate that when you leave there, you can be a success. Most of them, no talent. LBC, 97's Biggest Conversation. Morning, everybody. Nice to be company. 18 minutes past six. More on Holly Willoughby in the papers today. Has given her biggest hint yet that she'll team up with Philip Schofield on this morning. Big mistake. Not to replace Fern. We've got to have somebody with some gravitas. Not, not somebody who's got no gravitas at all, I'm afraid. And also, she's got loads of other jobs. 
So is she going to be committed 100%? I don't agree with people having lots and lots of different jobs just so they can coin it in. I think it should be just one job, you devote 100% to it, as much as that. I mean, she is juggling her eight-week-old baby and her other TV jobs. She said, with the X Factor, a new baby and dancing on ice, I'm pretty busy. Well, you don't need anything else, then. It's sheer greed, isn't it, Holly? The Monty Python stars are staging a major reunion. Michael Palin, Eric Idle, Terry Jones, Terry Gilliam are going to stage a musical adaptation of The Life of Brian called Not the Messiah, He's a Very Naughty Boy. Do you remember that when all the people were going, Messiah, Messiah? And she opens the window and goes, he's not the Messiah, he's a very naughty boy. Very funny. People picketed that film. Can you remember in its days, The Life of Brian? People, I think it was a group called The Festival of Light, and they picketed, picketed it because they said it was blasphemy. Oh, dear. How times they are changing, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, more on Michael Jackson. Uh, Paris, apparently, Michael Jackson was very healthy. Can't believe anybody nowadays, can you? You get all these people who crawl out to sell their sixpenneth to the paper. And uh, the King of Pops... Bizarre plea to the strange sect. He wanted an identical version of himself. Leave me a clone. And uh, they've got a picture of him with Yuri Geller, not invited to the funeral. It's a private affair. They don't want to, uh, the sort of people who sell stories about him. Uh, also, Britain's most prolific uh, tobacco smugglers were jailed for up to four years after they were secretly filmed. So, in other words, you can actually kill somebody in a football match and you get 24 months. You smuggle tobacco and you get four years. Balmy, isn't it? Absolutely balmy, I'm afraid. Uh, here is this uh, lovely lady today, Nikki Cusack. Absolute hell for the last six months for her. Scathing Steve, somebody's come up with. Was that you you came up with that one? All by yourself? God, honestly. Oh, right, thesaurus. Uh, the other one was Sarcastic Steve. Quite good. No, we don't think that's as good, actually. Scathing, we think, is pretty good. We like scathing. Scathing amuses me. Um... The, stri- the threat of a... The threat of, I can't even speak now, I'm so excited. The threat of a strike at British Airways grew yesterday after plans to axe jobs and freeze pay were rejected by staff. Very dangerous to go on strike in this day and age, I would have thought. And uh, Sue Carroll talks about Tweedledum. This is Jack Tweed, who is the dumbest ever. He wants to open a restaurant with uh, serving things like, he said, like meat and fish. It'd be like ordinary. <laughs> yeah, right. Like you, mate. Like you. And I do feel, oh, I tell you, you don't know what, what would be a sentence. Fourth plinth, I suppose, for this one. Chip shop worker Julie Harrison uh, had a friend of 20 years, June Godbold. June was 77, and she used to ask chip shop worker Julie Harrison to withdraw small sums of money for her. Unfortunately, uh, June Godbold, at 77, was no match for crook Julie Harrison, who helped herself to 250 quid each time she went to the ATM in Carsholton. She carried out the theft 23 times. Thieved this woman's money. She was sentenced to nine months in prison, suspended for two years. She's got to do 200 hours of community service and pay back the cash. Defending Chris Morrin said his client was in debt and described her as a rather pathetic individual. No, she's a thieving old bag. That's what she is. Just remember the name. Julie Harrison. Don't allow her anywhere near you. She thieves. This is a friend of 20 years. She thieved off a friend of 20 years. That's what makes it more sick, doesn't it? This woman thought, you know, oh, she's my friend, I can get her to go to the thing, and she just takes out £20, so she's taking 250 each time. Disgusting, isn't it? Disgusting. What a, what a revolting piece of work here. Here's an interesting family. They're a rainbow family. Three children, different skin colours, born to the same parents. Dad is Cornell, Afro-Caribbean, stroke white. Mum is Carla, white European. And they've had Jaden who is white with blue eyes, Jermaine, who is mixed race with brown eyes, and Tanisha, who's Afro-Caribbean. All from the same family. I think it's quite nice, actually. They've said, we're the rainbow family. 
And here they are, multicoloured, in the uh, in the paper today. Good Lord. Millions of Brits are in danger of wearing toxic underwear. My auntie Enid's underwear would be considered toxic by many, including matron, I should imagine. Fair trade labels, Pants to Poverty, claim that one in 50 pairs of cotton pants from India should carry a warning due to endulous sulphur, illegal in 62 countries. It's sold in budget stores. So good telling me budget stores. Where's it sold, this stuff? The chemicals wash off, but they've warned Indian cotton harvesters in direct contact with it suffer severe effects such as birth defects, miscarriages and cancer. Good Lord, that's dreadful. Where, well, where are these pants being sold? When they say budget stores, I don't know. You can buy budget pants now. I suppose you can buy anything nowadays. But where would that be? Where would that be sold? Work is a bit scant at the moment. I've got a job for you, uh, if you don't mind being seen in your scanties. The job centre is advertising for someone to host a TV porn channel. The producers left the building already, and uh, the successful candidate, who must be over eighteen, will be required to work semi-nude. Oh no, not for you, Gary. Not for you, and talk dirty to strangers. Right up your street, isn't it? You can manage that one. You'll work three days a week from nine till five, and earn two hundred and twenty pounds a shift. He said he's not getting out of bed for that. They get into bed for that, but he's not getting out of bed for that. The advert for the London-based position of adult TV channel presenter on the Job Centre Plus website states, duties involve explicit sexual dialogue which may cause embarrassment to some. Wouldn't it be funny if somebody went there and said, yeah, I'll, I'll do this job, and then sued them? I'm not saying those sort of words. I'm not saying that. Uh, apparently, Revolver Models, which placed the ad, said all applicants had to go through the Job Centre, but shocked Job Seater... Job seeker, Sophie Randall, says, I'm broad-minded, but I couldn't believe they want us to apply for such a sleazy job. Well, don't go for it, then. I'm shocked, 25. What have you been living in? Uh, free with your mirror today. Oh, sound off with Steve. We like that. Sound off with Steve. Scathing Steve. Sound off with... Sound off with Steve. That's a bit better, isn't it? Sound off with Steve. People think I'm being a bit moderate over Michael Jackson. Only because they're burying him today. I mean, I'm just feeling, you know, duty-bound that got to put all the facts to you. If there's no facts, then I would... Tomorrow they're burying him, is it? Oh, oh tomorrow I'll be completely different. Oh, absolutely. The moment he's buried, that'll be it. I'll be back to my usual ways. But they've got a, um, a little pull-out of uh, Posh and Becks, or as we prefer to call it in the business, the talented one, and then there's her. And uh, it's it's all their different hairstyles and everything else and how good they are together. Not that they spend much time together. And how many different hairstyles she's had. I mean, it's been hundreds. Hundreds and hundreds. He's had uh, a fair number of hairstyles. And also their celebrity friends... But they don't see that often. I think mainly because they've really got nothing in common. You can't just go out shopping, can you? It's a little bit tedious just going, oh, I'm going shopping today. Did you do anything else, Vicky? I don't actually. Sorry about that. I don't really. They reckon a billion Michael Jackson fans will tune in to see the Idol's last show as the King of Pop is laid to rest. Poor old Philip Schofield did something I never thought I would say on this programme. It's an old story. I'm sure it emanated from yesterday. Uh, he filled a diesel car with petrol. I mean, not bright, not bright. And then stupidly decided to tell everybody on his Twitter page, you know, keep it quiet, Phil, in future, keep it quiet, because people only think that you're not as bright. <laughs> My front headlight's gone off, says Andy. Guess how much for a little bulb? £130. Can't be just a little bulb for 130 quid. It must be the unit, I would think. He says, uh, and the thing that controls it, another 400 and might even need another part for 65 all for a light bulb. I'm going to put a candle in. That's funny, if you want to go and buy NAF cars like BMWs, that's your own problem. I mean, mine are just little bulbs, I think they're about 15 quid, something like that. But I think it would be a whole unit, wouldn't it? I would think it would be a whole unit that you get for that. It wouldn't just be a bulb. Uh, 84850, steve at 
www.gallowsplinth.co.uk. Uh, another one here, Gallows for the fourth plinth. So we could hang cyclists. Again, yesterday, every day. It doesn't just happen once. Every single one of you, uh, without fail, has written in to, uh, to tell us that, uh, that cyclists are constantly jumping lights. Uh, where is Alan today? Um, he's, he's got something... I think he's actually appearing on the fourth plinth all by himself. We thought about doing the programme from there. Rick from Clacton is listening. Uh, how come David Guest isn't going to the Michael Jackson Memorial, says Rosie? Uh, he wasn't invited... Wasn't invited. They don't like people who exploited Michael Jackson. In other words, there should be nobody there at all. Um, another one here. Um, I've got some double-sided tape, which will help keep your hair on, says Chris in Essex. Double-sided tape. <laughs> I've had that one since, uh, since carpet fit. Actually, I'm about to fit some more carpet today myself. And I keep seeing this advert on the television, and it's for a thing that cuts tiles. And I keep thinking, perhaps I'll go and buy one. And then I'm thinking, are you mad? You don't do DIY. I've never done DIY. Uh, here is uh, Harry Potter. And uh, somebody needs to tell Daniel how to dress properly. He's got no idea of dressing. He's got not a clue about what to wear. He's wearing a waistcoat with a shirt which is undone. Outside, and it just lo- he looks like he's working as a waiter in a bad coffee shop. It doesn't look right at all. Piers Morgan has been shocked by the vicious public backlash against uh, the next chat show guest, the revolting Katie Price. Apparently hoping for sky-high ratings... Viewers are set to boycott the world exclusive, saying they don't want to watch a talentless, nasty, superficial slag who's a bad example for a mum. That'll be the first thing she'll be saying. Uh, most of it, she went, they're quite harsh about Jordan, aren't they, really? It just goes to um, prove to Piers Morgan, who cannot believe how unpopular she is. He had no idea there was so much ill feeling. Of course he did. <laughs> knew exactly what he was doing. He's not daft. He knows exactly. If you want to get ratings, get somebody absolutely hated on. Because people will watch it to see how vile she is, and they'll see through it. Because everything, every time she opens her mouth, it'll be, poor me, poor me, poor me. And he left me. We don't care. We're not remotely interested in who left who. We're just grateful that he's well away from you. And you'll be really angry today, Katie. (sighs) He's apparently signed a book deal. He's going to tell all about your surgery and everything. Which is what I advised him to do ages and ages ago. Scurrilous Steve... Says Stephen Bridlington. Scurrilous Steve. I like that. I scurrilous Steve. And um, Angela says, that's funny. Dodging on the fourth plinth should have the pair of you on there arguing on a Tuesday morning. Can you imagine? I could just push him off. That'd be quite funny. Just into that bit of netting. Or hopefully they'll take the netting. I could just go, oh, sorry, Alan. Sorry about that. This Steve Allen. 26 minutes to 7, Tuesday morning. It's July the 7th. He's back with a smile on his face and a computer working, which is good news for our sports editor, Phil Blacker. It is a good start of the day. Good morning. 80,000 fans packed the uh, Bernabeu Stadium last night to see Cristiano Ronaldo officially unveiled as a Real Madrid player. He described it as realising a childhood dream as he wore the famous white number nine shirt after completing his world record £80 million move from Manchester United. Spanish TV reporter Nacho Pania says that Ronaldo's already won over his new fans and is a perfect fit for the club. All the people love Cristiano Ronaldo, not only the Cristiano Ronaldo uh, football player, also the person. It looks like Manchester United have beaten Arsenal and Chelsea to the signing of Bordeaux's Gabriel Aubertin as they continue spending some of the Ronaldo cash. The French midfielder is expected to sign at Old Trafford for about £8 million after passing a medical. Injured Brett Lee says he won't be missed too much by Australia when the first test gets underway in Cardiff tomorrow. The fast bowler's been ruled out of the match with a side problem. He's a big doubt for the second test as well, but he's been talking up his teammates' chances and says they'll cope without him. We've got a very strong bowling attack here. The guys did the job 
in South Africa whilst I wasn't there. So there's no doubting that. You know, we've got a great bunch of guys, um, guys that are willing to go out there and do the hard work. England's women cricketers can complete a one-day series whitewash of Australia later, though they lead 4-0 heading into the fifth and final match at Lords. Roger Federer has tipped Andy Murray to challenge him for the world number one spot by the end of the year. He returned to the top of the rankings ahead of the injured Rafa Nadal after winning Wimbledon at the weekend, but Federer says the race to finish the season there isn't just between the two of them. It's a battle in many ways with Djokovic as well and Murray as well and Rafa, you know, so I think it's a four-way battle and maybe, you know, who knows, a Roddick or a Del Potro can move into that as well. It's two wins out of three at the Tour de France for British cyclist Mark Cavendish. He took the third stage yesterday. It's a good day for seven-time champion Lance Armstrong as well. He's up to third in the overall standings. And today's racing is at Pontefract, Southall, Utoxeter and Wolverhampton. LBC 97.3. London's biggest conversation continues with Steve Allen. Oh, Prezi time. Prezi time. Oh, really? There you go. How exciting. There it is. This is because he complained last week because he couldn't get his cup of coffee down there, so I brought him in. Because they were giving them away free with a standard a few weeks ago. So I went past twice and got Good two work. free mugs. So it's all, it's all sealed. It's factory fresh, as they say. So yep. that means you can have a hot cup of coffee wherever you like now. That's very handy. Which is good, isn't it? I'm going to be doing the cricket at Lord's next week, I think. There you so go. You can put a cold ideal. drink in that, a hot drink in the morning. Perfect. So if you're at home, you make a cup of coffee and you take it down there. Perfect. Thank Actually, it's also much. quite handy because the editor of the Evening Standard is in with Nick Ferrari this morning, <laughs> so two plugs for the price of one. <laughs> Actually, sometimes they give away... So not everywhere do they give away freebies with a standard. Right. In Richmond... Two plugs in a mug. I've had uh, plugs for your mobile phone, umbrellas... When you're only paying 50 pence for a paper to get a free umbrella. And one I've of seen these... it. They had the umbrellas at Wimbledon, but they no, didn't they? need them this year, obviously. Really? I like any, any free gift that comes with anything. I'm the first one there. I used to collect Playtime magazine for the free tiaras <laughs> years ago. That's another story. Anyway, <laughs> Alex is very bitter, I'm afraid, on the horse race. Oh, no. He's obviously swallowed a lemon. Oh, dear. He says, who's this bloke pretending to be Mr Blacker? He's made one big mistake. He's picking winners, and the real Mr Blacker couldn't do that if he tried. Oh, very bitter. <sighs> oh, I tell you, the, very sword, bitter. the sword's at midnight on this one. Doesn't take losing well, does he? He doesn't take the losing no. well, because yesterday he had a second again, you see, and you get nothing in this game no, for a second. Obviously. Unless you go each way. Uh, so he lost two pounds. Your acquisition won at six to four. Mm-hmm. Profit three pounds. Told you that one will win. Yeah, very good boy. £25.14, which means that he's just ahead of you. £25.85. Closing so the gap, though. You are yeah. closing that gap. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm almost impressed. Almost <laughs> impressed. So today we're off to Pontefract, the three o'clock, and it's Laughing Boy, win only. Three o'clock okay. at Pontefract. Uh, 145 Wolverhampton, I've gone for Newton Circus. Newton Circus. Yep. What does that mean? I Newton don't really know. <laughs> <laughs> we have no idea. Doesn't, it sounds it sounds good. The acquisition. It sounds good. Though. I like it. Newton Circus. Where did you get that one from? Um, I Your studied, magic finger picker. Yeah, I studied a bit of form this morning. Yeah, I managed to, to find an extra five minutes to. Uh, You've been leaning out the window, shouting the, at the Harry Potter fans, yeah. haven't you? Again, it was one of them that gave me the tip. <laughs> oh well, it's bound to be a winner, then, isn't it? <laughs> bound to be. All right, so we'll see how we do by uh, tomorrow morning. And Alex's lemon tree might have worn off, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Phil. Thank you. Very much indeed. Enjoy your mug. Thanks for the mug, yeah. I know, it's good, isn't it? I remember this morning as I was getting ready, I thought, I must remember to take that in for Phil, just in case he has to go and do the cricket and needs a hot drink with oh, him. Oh, there you go. Perfect. Fantastic. Off you go. <laughs> Thank you very much indeed. Phil Blacker will be back with Nick Ferrari after the news at seven. Ken Livingston will be doing the papers. It's the fourth anniversary of the 7-7 bombings. Nick will be talking, as I say, to the editor of The Standard about the mood in London and the sister of a lady killed at Tavistock Square. They'll also be looking back at the events as they unfolded on that day and we'll be crossing over live for the unveiling of that memorial later on in the day. Uh, plus, they're going to be doing a tower update 
on the uh, the block of flats. Uh, going over to Russia, do nuclear deterrents help maintain peace? And cannabis, why aren't fines working? Because I think people just don't care, do they? People just don't care. And they're going to go to uh, music journalist Kevin Hughes on the Jackson Memorial, the build-up in America. Uh, apparently they used to give free gifts with a Beano. My favourite came, it wasn't the Beano, but it was something else. And what it was, was a piece of cardboard and an elastic band, and you wound it up, and you put it into a book. So when somebody opened the book at that page, you went, like that. And they went, ah, and frightened them. Still work now, doesn't it? Anyway, uh, 20 minutes to seven is the time Tuesday morning. Amazing how easily we were pleased, wasn't it, really? Darren's back with us. Morning. Was that in the Bunty by any chance? Uh, no, Bunty was the tiara and the makeup set and the free, free <laughs> lipstick that changed colour. Because everybody will remember the free red lipstick that was green, but when you put it on, it changed into red. No, I don't think everyone will remember. Oh, well, you, uh, maybe. Well, I remember. Strangely enough, the other day, I bought some, some Parazone to go in the toilet. You know, you put it there for lime scale. Yes. It's pink, but the moment it hits the water, it goes blue. How cool <laughs> is that? It was unbelievable. It was like chemistry with litmus paper and sort of, you know, my little Bunsen burner. I imagine there's a water shortage then in Twickenham as you flush the loo a hundred times a day. Do you know, I did it three times just to amuse myself. <laughs> I'm putting this green liquid in, and as, I, as it touches the water, and, and it turned blue. And I thought, this is so cool for bleach. Very, very impressed. Anyway, Portrait, Space and the Zoo. Yep. BP Portrait <coughs> Award 2009 has uh, started down at the National Portrait Gallery next door to where you're sitting. But you can probably see outside. I can, the actually, window. from here. I could look out the window. You can. Um, this year, a staggering 1,900 artists submitted entries, and they've picked the best 56. <laughs> Not very good odds on that one wow. being selected for that. Yeah. Um, it's fantastic. I saw it last week, and uh, somebody you, would, you should go and see it, Steve, because the first person you see, I know, is on the top of your favourite list. Oh, I'm not going to tell you who it is. Oh. Not on my favourite list? Yeah, you're probably vice president of a fan club. Oh, is it Jordan? No. Jodie Marsh. But close. Madonna, <laughs> Chantel. I can't Not think of anybody yet. else I loathe more. Come on, there must be somebody. Who is it? Well, you've got to go and see. Oh, all right. As you walk through, you'll see her. Anyway, it's so the National Portrait Gallery mm. until the 20th of September. And don't forget, that is open late on Thursday and Friday. Michelle Obama? <laughs> Who is it? No. I'm not going to tell you. It's fair to see. Break the door um, down to go and find her as I go down there today. It's free, so you can just walk in and look. You'll see as, as you walk through the door, it's staring you in the face. Really? Oh, yeah. That sounds nice. <laughs> look forward to that. National Portrait Gallery, just off Trafalgar Square. Mm. Um, as I say, open until nine o'clock on Thursdays. Oh, see, it's quite nice. Big building, actually. There's lots to go and see in there, so go and have a, yeah. kind of a mooch around. Something else that's free over at the National Theatre is called Watch This Space 2009 and that runs through to September and they've got all sorts of outdoor theatre, circus, music, dance, comedy and films until the 27th of September. It's all free. This week they're doing you'd mouth around this one Upswing Aerialists in Residence. Oh, is this at the National? At the National, yeah. Yeah, you can see as you go on the bus over Waterloo Bridge they put down, it looks like giant bungee jumping. Yeah. I think um, you can take... You can take part. In yes, absolutely. Well, I was going to get off yeah. the bus the other day and get a quick swing around, but I thought best not with my medical condition. But it's it's got fencing round it, and they climb up and they swing, and ju- it looks really good actually. Well, next week they're doing uh, jug- jugglers in residence. You can do that one. I can, you know, I'm just about to buy some juggling clubs. Well, that's what you can go use them. They'll help you. The Gandinis are going to be down there. Oh, really? 
Yeah. Oh, good lord. The Gandinis. Yeah. Yep. Real name, Joe and Peter. Smith. That's right, Joe and Pete. <laughs> <laughs> Make them sound posh, call them the Gandinis. Make them sound um, exotic. Exactly. And finally, on the zoo front, London Zoo on the 7th of August is open in the evening for one night only this year. Tickets have gone on sale. Opens at 6.30 in the evening and runs through to 10.30. So if you ever want to be in the zoo in a sunny setting, mm. now is your chance. I would book tickets in advance if I were you. It did make me laugh oh. when we had a, a news item the other day, <coughs> and it ran in all the newspapers and everything else and on the television, how they'd made up ice lollies for the gorillas. Yes, they make them yes. up every year. They, they do. always have ice lollies. They make them in a big bucket, they freeze it, with all, and they yeah. give them for the tigers as well, because it keeps the, it's not necessary to cool them down, it's to keep them amused. Absolutely, it's called... Um, what it's strange enough, every it's year called... it gets in the papers. I know. Like the Notting Hill Carnival. I bet you somewhere in the pictures of the Notting Hill Carnival, there'll be a very jolly black lady with a policeman's helmet on her head. <laughs> it's the Douglas same woman Cameron. every year. There'll be a Douglas Cameron dancing with a policeman. Love it. Fantastic stuff. Darren, thank you very much indeed. He's back with us on uh, Sunday, 16 minutes to 7. Bad news, keep off the roads today. Andy Murray, the nearly man, is about to start driving lessons. Lessons booked in for the end of the week, he reveals on his blog. Stay off the road. Stay off the road. Imagine taking driving lessons that late. I couldn't wait to start driving. I absolutely couldn't wait to start driving. Mind you, not everybody shared the same enthusiasm as me, because I failed first time round. But in those days, I mean, they used to put little trick questions in there. <laughs> it was, mind you, I suppose reversing round the corner and taking out a post box didn't help. But at least, I'm, at least I made the effort. Now, of course, I'm much better. I don't hit post boxes. Why? Because I don't try and reverse around corners. Why they make you reverse around corners for your driving test, I've got no idea. I've never reversed around a corner in my life. Never, ever, ever. Fifteen minutes and a half to seven is the time. News headlines, Matthew Schofield. The permanent memorial to the victims of the July 7th. London's biggest conversation. Morning, everybody. Nice to be company. It's uh, 12 minutes to seven. Uh, Heather is in New Zealand, is cooking dinner for the family and listening online. She said it's very cold today, so we're having roast chicken. She said, I hate missing the show, so keep up the good work. So that's good news. We could pop you and the family on the, uh, on the fourth plinth, couldn't we? Adrian says, uh, a wonderful auction today at Cameo Auctioneers of monsters and creatures from Filmland, from Star Trek to Star Wars, Frankenstein to Terminator. We've got werewolves, predators, manga monsters and thunderbirds, King Kong versus Godzilla. Great opportunity to get a creature for your bedroom. That's quite nice. Cameo dash auctioneers.co.uk cameo dash auctioneers and on Sunday and I'll tell you what I'll try and do I'll try and put it on the blog again today the link for the walk for crones which is taking place in Hyde Park I think on about the 25th or 26th of this month they need you to pre-register lots of you have already done that so well done and there's lots of people who are going to be walking I know they've had lots and lots of interest so far and for your £10 registration and I think it's a 10 kilometre walk uh, there's entertainment on the way you get a free T-shirt and you get lunch and tea. So that's quite nice, an incentive, and you can raise money for Crohn's. And I'll make sure that on today's blog we put down the link which we put on Sunday's blog. So if you checked Sunday's blog, you'll see it's on there and you can go through to that. Coming up with uh, Nick Ferrari after seven. It's the fourth anniversary of the seven, seven attacks on London. Tom Cheel reporting live from Hyde Park, where a memorial to the victims will be unveiled. And uh, joining Nick in the studio today, Ken Livingstone will be looking through the papers. Actually, perhaps he can answer my, my sweet pea question, because I, put these, I bought these sweet peas 
from Marks and Spencers, and they came with the earth, and I put them all in, in the basket, it's very nice, but of course, as with usual, these things grow upwards, which is a bit silly in a hanging basket. But anyway, they've done it, and they flowered, and they look lovely, and now they've formed lots of little pods, all the way over the things. I've got these pods, so I opened one yesterday, and inside, there's a little bunch of little green, tiny, they look like little ball bearings, little tiny things, and I was thinking, if I've got so many of these, is this the seeds that I can grow next year's sweet peas from? So, do I cut off the pods, dry them out, and then next year open up the pods and then take them all out and then plant them? Or do I have to throw... Yeah, you've got to dry them out, have you? So where, where do you dry them? Do I have to sit there with a the hair dryer? Do I have to sort of dry these things out? Do I put them in a plastic bag? Or do I have to sort of put them on newspaper? The whole place is going to be just... Fo- so not in a plastic bag because they'll sweat. So we don't do them in the plastic. See, this is, you, get this, you get the advice straight away on this pro. No hanging around at all. So in the open air... And just let them dry out. So what I need to do is spread them out probably on newspaper or something like that. Let them dry out. When, once they've dried and they've probably shriveled up, a bit like my auntie Enid, you then open them up, take the little um, things out, and then you can plant those for next year. And then I get sweet pea. So actually it's kind of worth it, isn't it? Because I've got loads of these pods all over the things. Absolutely loads of them. But the sweet peas were very good this year. But in a hanging basket, they don't look as good as if you... I've had them trained up walls before now. But by God, they're tracked aphids. And so uh, this year, not as many aphids, and we got all different colours. I was really impressed with them. But I just wish somebody would invent sweet peas that just dropped down and didn't go all straggly. Because they've now, because I've got them doubled up on the baskets, they've attached themselves to the baskets underneath. So I just have to go and rescue those today. So if you've got sweet peas like I have, Ken Livingston's advice is, so cut the pods off, dry them out properly in the air. No, don't just sort of leave them out for a couple of hours. Leave them out for as long as you can. And then you can take out the, um, the little seeds inside, save them, and then next year you've got free... free. Sw- I wish I had a greenhouse, you know. Because it's much easier, wouldn't it? I remember at school we used to... The smell of John Innes compost used to kind of make my day. We used to grow all sorts of stuff at school, apart from that boring stuff which was mustard and cress. Everybody grew that at home, didn't they? But we used to grow loads of stuff in the greenhouses. And I used to think to myself, why can't everybody have a greenhouse? The answer is because they're very expensive. Uh, we've had a check on Cameo Dash Auctioneers. They've got all sorts of things. The producer was very keen on that one. He liked it. They've got all sorts of stuff coming up, in t- including uh, different models that presumably you make up and then you can hang from the ceiling of your bedroom. Why you'd ever want to do this, I'm not sure. My, my cousin, Martin and Stephen, used to make up aircraft, the Airfix models, which were quite a thing to have when you were young, and you'd get the little tins of paint inside there, Humbrol, I think it was, and a little brush, and they'd make up the models, paint them all up, put all the decals on, and then suspend them with thread from the, uh, the ceiling of their bedroom, and everybody used to do it. It was, it was quite, nowadays people don't do stuff. They've also got lots of vinyl records, all sorts of stuff, actually, and I didn't realise till I went out to one of these collector's fairs how much vinyl records go for. Oh, huge amounts of money. People pay huge amounts of money. They've got here a selection of Star Trek figures, various various uh, eras, carded, unused, 25 to 35. So there's all sorts of things going on. So you can go and uh, check them out a little bit later. But do check out the, the blog, because that will give you the details for the uh, the Walk for Crones. I think it's called something different now. It's called... Um, can't remember what it's called, actually. I'll have to go and check my own, uh, my own blog, I'm afraid. Uh, 84850, Steve at LBC. .co.uk. And uh, Angela says, I-, I hope Bill Buckley doesn't get his stint on the plinth. You and Dodgen must beat him to it. There you go. We could have all three of us on there. All three of us on there. Uh, the people at Jackson's funeral will be the family's choice, not his. Well, absolutely. Well, when, when was it ever different, I'm afraid? But uh, lots of people will be there. 
Uh, how about Steve Set, the writer, writer of wrong, says Chris in Essex. Quite like that. Brian in Hamptons Hill says, like David Beckham, I've had various hairstyles. The trouble is finding it now. Uh, somebody else questioning, is, is Mark Lester going to Michael's funeral? I think he was invited. I think he was invited. So uh, we'll let you know more on that. Uh, I thought David Guest is Tito or Marlon Jackson's best mate and that he's a great friend of the Jacksons, so he's not going to the funeral, says Dale. I think the family have kept it very private. I don't think they want anybody outside of the family. I know that they've just uh, re reread the will, and it turns out that Michael Jackson's mother hasn't got control of the estate. It's gone to two other people. So quite clearly they named executors, and they did that. Cyclists on the road are the bane of my husband's life, says Lynn, especially at the end of each month. I mean, they come out en masse. And then you get this... Oh, have you seen the skaters in London? You'll be standing just about to cross the road and somebody on rollerblades goes past. I always shout, have you seen red lights? Are you colour blind? I tell you, it's, it's fatal out there. Absolutely fatal. At least, more, I think cyclists should have insurance. I've often campaigned for, for insurance. Uh, Christine says, plant garlic cloves around plants. Aphids will disappear. Garlic cloves. There's all sorts of things you can do in the garden, isn't there? Some, I remember reading an old gardening book some time ago, and it was one of those Victorian gardeners who didn't have any of the chemicals, so they used to put soot down, and to keep slugs away, there'd be crushed eggshells and all sorts of things, because slugs don't like anything, apart from putting beer in little... But, I mean, I'm not going to fund their drinking habits. I don't think there's any point in the garden. But this year, not as many aphids, but I tell you next year, I'm never putting fuchsias in a hanging basket. I bet Paul Cooper's mother's baskets are looking fantastic. But I bet she hasn't got as many fuchsias as I've got. I've got fuchsias all over the place. And the trouble is, they last about a day, and then they start dropping. So every day, you're constantly picking up fuchsias. I go and have a look at other people's baskets outside pubs and stuff like that to find out what they're doing. I've got nine of them. But the good news is that the strawberries in the hanging basket are looking particularly good, and the tomatoes. So it's all good news. But as today is not going to be as hot as uh, previous days, you should be drinking. And the things you should be drinking, apple juice, they say to help stop asthma, water to keep your teeth healthy. They say, I think, about a litre of, of water a day. Pomegranate juice to beat impotence. I don't know how much you have to drink to beat impotence. It doesn't quite say. And to protect you from skin cancer, two cups of tea a day. They do say that uh, green tea is particularly good for you. And green tea could also help beat psoriasis. Coffee to beat dementia. You heard about this on the programme the other day. Uh, and cocoa to protect the prostate. I just used to think people drank cocoa at night because it was a nice drink. But what was the other stuff we used to have? Not Bovril. We used to have Born Vita. Born, I used to love the smell of Born Vita. And I think it was a cross between chocolate and malted chocolate or something like that. But uh, anyway, not all things are good for you. Orange and grapefruit juices can stop certain medicines from working. For example, grapefruit juice, which many of you might be having this morning, uh, can stop anti-allergy and cholesterol-busting drugs from being absorbed. Herbal teas, bad for teeth. Uh, energy drinks, bad for your heart. Fizzy drinks, of course, bad for obesity. And very hot drinks, bad for gullet cancer. So uh, you should be drinking, I suppose, it's water. Top of the list, it's water. It's the only thing that seems to cure all ills, and it's very good to sort of flush yourself out, as they say, every so often. Uh, Daily Mirror this morning. They've got on the front page this, uh, this cancer mum, who won two and a half million pounds. This tribute to Victoria and David Beckham, our romance, in 155 pictures, which is absolutely delightful. Uh, the Express this morning, a thousand danger men on the loose. 
These are the convicted criminals that the, uh, the government are not going to name, including murderers and rapists roaming free. And they've said it's an infringement of their civil liberties, so they're not going to tell you who it is. So, please, God, you don't bump into anybody today. And life now in a British prison means, apparently, just about nine months. No, sorry, nine years, I beg your pardon. So, nine years as opposed to life. Just about it for this morning. I'll be back with you tomorrow morning between five and seven. If you go to the LBC website, not only can you see 24 hours... In the life of LBC, including some dreadful pictures of me, absolutely awful. I must have a word with the producer. I thought we'd, we'd already sorted out the fact that we can have them airbrushed, and apparently, no, we can't. Very strange. So you can uh, check that out, and you can check out the blog, and you can do the podcasting as well, all on one page. And there's everything on there, including the links to those uh, lovely snow leopards, which we met a short while ago. So all of that on lbc.co.uk. Back with you tomorrow morning. Good luck for the how low today. Somebody at the end of today, at 6 o'clock, will win the Sony Vio laptop. I'll join you at five. Hope the weather's kind to all of us today. Enjoy Nick Ferrari. He's with you after the news, which is next, 97.3.